prettylitter.com introducing the world's smartest cat litter. Those monitoring litter that won't break the bag or your back. This truly is litter box. 15,000 five star reviews. Say goodbye to that litter box. Smell. Pretty litter traps odor instantly and then eliminates moisture so you'll never smell your cat's dirty business again. Easier cat care and fresh oh. and fresh litter is just around your doorstep. No need to add baking soda for extra odor absorption. Ditch the pine pellets and upgrade to silica cat litter. Refill once a month. Scoop less, up to 80% lighter. Cat parents are obsessed with this color-changing litter. Unlike traditional litter, pretty litter need keeps tabs on your cat's health by changing color. Cats are notorious for hiding illnesses. Pretty litter changes color to tell you when your cat has potential health issues so you can get them help before it becomes an urgent medical situation. Pretty litter silica litter crystal litter could save you big money on expensive vet bills, not to mention it could save your cat's life. The soil litter will stop show the following alkalinity. Bloom may indicate certain types of un- urinary tract infections or income- increased risk of stone formation. Typical dark yellow olive green coloring indicates urine within a typical range. Acidity orange may indicate metabolic acidosis or kidney to tubular acidosis. Light red may indicate bladder crystals, feline lower urinary tract disorder or certain types of kidney disease. How pretty litter works? Choose number of cats. The pretty litter. Tell pretty litter how many cats you have. You know, and you'll and they'll know how much litter to send you. They have options for every scenario. Get your litter delivered every month. Pretty litter's lightweight cat litter is delivered to your door. Refill once a month. Pretty litter's long clump advanced formula means you'll need less litter compared to traditional clay litter. Their clumping formula saves money. Pretty litter will save you money on potential vet bills through early detection plus on average costs less per month compared to leading brand computers. Cleaner insect for pretty litter is made from cat from clean effective minerals that help control odor and reduce dust while also being family and pet safe. Household friendly, dust less dust, less mess, 99.9% dust free. Everyone's talking about pretty litter. Veterinarian seal of approval. Why pretty liver is better. Advanced odor control. Pretty liver's super absorbent silica gel litter and liver smells. Ultra light and delivered free. Stop hauling a giant bag of litter from the store. Monitor your cat's health. Let crystals change color to help detect early signs of illnesses. The pretty litter promise. Pretty liver tries to. Pretty liver takes some of the stress out of cat parenting so you can focus on what matters most. Living a long and happy life together. Pretty Litter was invented to give cat parents peace of mind knowing that they can keep daily tabs on their cat's health. To further take care of your cat's health, Pretty Litter developed Pretty Please, a premium grain free cat food to support your companion in all stages of life. Look for a special potentially offer when you add Pretty Litter to your Pretty Litter order at checkout. 30 day guarantee. Pretty Litter risk free. 
30 days. If for any reason you're not completely satisfied, just return within 30 days and Pretty Leo will issue a full refund. Get started today. Try Pretty Leo. Here's chapter 31 of Laura Ingalls Wilder's Long Winter titled Waiting for the Train. We've got to wait for the train, Paul said. We can't move to the claim till it comes. Tightly as they had nailed and battened the tar paper to the shanty blizzard, wind had torn it loose and whooped it to shreds, letting it in the, letting in the snow at the sides and roof. And now the spring rains were beating it through the cracks. The shanty must be repaired before anyone could live in it, and Paul could not repair it until the train came. There was no tar paper at the lumber yard. The snow had all disappeared from the prairie, and in its place was a soft green of new grass, all sloughs brimmed with water that had run into them when the deep snow melted. Big slough had spread until it was part of Silver Lake and moved miles around to around it to each to reach the homestead from the south. One day, Mr. Bose came walking into town. He explained that he could not drive in because much of the road was underwater. He had walked the railroad track on the long field across the slough. Mrs. Bose was well. She told them she had no come. She had not come with him because of the slough lake spreading everywhere. She had not known. He had not known whether he could reach town by the railroad track. He promised that Mrs. Bose would walk in with him someday soon. One afternoon, Mary Power came, and she and Laura took Mary walking on the high prairie west of town. It was so long since Laura had seen Mary Power that they felt like strangers again, beginning to get acquainted. All over the softly green prairie, the flues were a broken network of water reflecting the warm blue sky. While geese and ducks were flying high overhead, their climbing calls coming gently down. None of them stopped at Silver Lake. They were hurrying late to their resting grounds in the north. Soft spring winds fell all day long from the harmless, harmless gray skies and swelled still wider and brimming sloughs. Days of sunshine came and then again, again rain. The feed store was locked and vacant. The Wilder brothers and Hel- had hauled the seed wheat around the slough north of town to their claims. Pa said they were growing, they were sowing the wheat on their big fields. And still the train did not come. Still, at, day after day, Lauren and Mary Carey took turns at the endless grind of the coffee mill. In the morning and evening, they ate the coarse brown bread. The wheat was low in the sack, and the train did not come. The blizzard winds had blown earth from the fields where the sod was broken, and had mixed it with snow packed in so lightly in the railroad cracks that snowplows could not move it. The icy snow could not melt because of the earth mixed it with it, and the men with picks digging in it, digging it out inch by inch. It was slow work because in so many cuts they must dig down 20 feet to the steel rail. If it went by slowly, there was no food in the town except the little wheat left from the 60 bushels that young Mr. Wilder and Cap had brought in the last week. In February, every day, Mom made a smaller loaf, and still the train did not come. Could something be holding? Charles, Ma asked. We've talked that over, Carolyn. None of this. None of us see how. Father he was tired from working all day with a pick. The men in from town were digging away at the cut to the west by the stranded work train must go on to Huron before a freight train could come on a single track. There's no way to get a steam and wagon out to east. Paul said all the roads are underwater, the sloughs are in lakes in every direction, and even on the uplands a wagon must mire down in the mud. If worse comes to worse, a man can walk out on the railroad ties, but it's more than a hundred miles to Brookings and back. 
He couldn't carry much and we'd have to eat some of that while he was getting there. I've thought of green snakes, but I can't find any weeds in the yard that are big enough to pick yet. Could we eat grass, Carrie asked. No, Nebuchadnezzar, Paul left. You don't have to eat grass. The work crews at Tracy are more than halfway through the big cut already. They have to get the train here inside of a week. We can make the wheat last that long, said Mop. I wish you wouldn't work so hard, Charles. Paul's hands were shaking. He was very tired from working all day with pick and shovel, but he said that a good night's sleep was all he needed. The main thing is to get the cut clear, he said. On the last day of April, the work train went through to Huron. It seemed to wake the whole town up to hear the train whistle again and see the smoke on the sky. Puffing and screaming and clanging its bell, it stopped at the depot and then pulled out whistling loud and clear again. It was only a passing train that brought nothing, but the freight train was coming tomorrow. In the morning, Laura woke thinking, the train isn't coming. The sun was shining brightly. She had overslept and Ma had not called her. She jumped out of the bed and hurried to dress. Wait for me, Laura, Mary begged. Don't be in such a hurry. I can't find my stockings. Laura looked for them. Here they are. I'm sorry, I pushed them out of the way when I jumped out of bed. Now hurry, come on, Grace. When will it get here, Carrie asked. There's any minute, nobody knows when. Laura answered, and she ran downstairs saying, If you're waking all if you're waking, call me early, call me early, mother dear. I was at the stable, she looked up and laughed at her. Well, Father Budget, you're to be queen of this maid, are you? And late to breakfast. Ma didn't call me, Laura made excuse. I didn't need to help cook this little bit of breakfast, Ma said. Only one biscuit apiece and smell smells of that. It took the last bit of the wheat to make this. I don't Want either one, Laura said. The rest of you can divide mine. I won't be hungry till the train comes, and you will eat your share, Pa told her. Then we'll all wait till the train brings more. They were all merry over the biscuits. Ma said that Pa must have the biggest one. When Pa agreed to that, he insisted that Ma take the next size. Mary's, of course, came next. Then there was some doubt about Laura and Carrie. They had to have the two most nearly alike, and the smallest one was for Grace. I thought I made them all the same size, Ma protested. Trust the Scotchwoman to manage, Pa teased her. You not only make the wheat come out even with the very last meal before the train comes, but you make the biscuits inside to fit the six of us. It doesn't wonder how easily it comes out, Ma admitted. You are the wonder, Carolyn. Ma smiled at her. He got up and put on his hat. I feel good, he declared. We really got one of the lick now, with the last of the blizzards thrown out of the cuts and the train coming in. Ma left the doors open that morning to let in the spring air moist from the sluice. The house was fresh and fragrant. The sun was shining and the town astir with men going toward the depot, clear and long line across the prairie. The train was ascended and Laura and Carrie ran to the kitchen window. Ma and Grace came too. They saw the smoke from the smokestack rolling up a block against the sky. The puffing and chuffing the engine came hauling the line of freight cars toward the depot. A little crowd of men on the depot platform stood watching the engine go by. White steam puffed up through its smoke and its clear whistle came out to every puff. Brakemen along the top of the train were jumping from the car to car and setting the brakes. The train stopped. It was really there. A train at last. Oh, I do hope that Hartborn and Wilmark both get all groceries they ordered last fall, said Ma. After a few moments the in- engine whistled, the brakesmen ran along the top of the car, loosening the brakes, clanging its bell, the engine went ahead. Then back, then went ahead again. I rushed on away to the west, trailing its smoke and its flask. Long whistle it left behind as three freight cars standing on the side track. Ma drew a breath. It will be so good to have enough early to cook with again. 
I hope I never see another bite of brown bread, Laura declared. When is Pa coming? I want Pa to come. Grace insisted. I want Pa to come now. Grace smiled reproved her gently, but for a minute. <coughs> and Mary took Grace into her lap, while Ma added, Come, girls, we must finish tearing the bedding. It was almost done before Pa came. At last, even Ma wondered aloud what could be keeping him. They were all impatient waiting before he came. His arms were filled with a large package of two smaller ones. He laid them on the table before he spoke. I forgot the train that was snowed in all winter, he said, <coughs> that came through, and what do you suppose it left for this month? He answered his own question, one color to a telegraph pole, one color of a foreign machinery, and one immigrant car. <coughs> no groceries, not all as well, not almost well, no, nothing, Paul said. Then what is this, Ma touched a large package? This is potato. <coughs> The small one is firmer and the smallest is fat salt pork. We both broke into the inward card and shared about what we the both he could find said Pop. Charles, he ought not to do that, Master. This may <coughs> I'm past caring what he ought to do, Pa said savagely. Let the railroad stand some sandwiches. This isn't the only family in town that's got nothing to eat. We we told Wilbur to open up that car or we do it. He tried to argue that there'll be another train tomorrow, but we didn't feel like waiting. Now, if you'll boil some potatoes and fry some meat, we'll have a, a dinner. Mom began to untie the packet, put some hay in the stove. Carrie, to make the oven hot, I'll mix up some white flour biscuits too, she said. Thank you for listening to this chapter. Have a good week and stay safe.